The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast, first recording of 2020. Uh, I'm Will Posden, and I'm joined by New York Liberty Center Kia Stokes. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, how was your New Year's, Kia? It was good. I had a really good time. Um, I don't know. It was, I want to say it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got in trouble, but, uh, you yeah. know. What did you get in yeah. trouble for? Just because of a couple people I was with, they were recording like everything and putting it online. So, you know, it's just I wasn't doing anything crazy. You know, I was yeah. just dancing. But, you know, we're supposed to be there's strict you know, policies the top... against having fun. In the, <laughs> right. In I mean, we just like the we got the we're like one of the top clubs. You know, so they just said like we don't want you know. Fenerbahce fans to be upset with you, blah, blah, blah. They're like, they understand it's New Year's, but, you know, just don't record. I was like, got it. It wasn't <laughs> me, but I got it. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's a cultural difference because in the U.S., you know, we love to see anything that are, like, within reason, I think. Like, the whole thing with J.R. Smith a few years ago when people were mad at him for being out at a nightclub, part of it was that it was, like, 4 a.m. and before a playoff game. Like, if it had happened in the regular season and it had been midnight, I think people would have been like, we get it. But I'm sure every single NBA star has stuff on Instagram from what they did for New Year's, and I'm sure a lot of it is beyond just dancing. Yeah, see, I was just dancing, so I'm like, I didn't even do anything crazy. But they're like, yeah, we know, we know. Like, we're not (laughs) mad at you, but just be careful. I was like, okay. If anything, you're just staying loose so that you'll be in game shape. Like, yeah, know. that's a, that's what we'll go with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, since we last talked, so much has shifted in the NBA. The biggest thing is uh, I've been like down on the Jazz all year, and they've won nine in a row. Uh, so Man, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was thinking that we could go through all of like like everybody considers the Bucks, Lakers, and Clippers to be contenders, even though right. They, the Clippers are the five seed, but they still feel like the best team in the league some nights. But yeah, because sometimes when they play, they look amazing, and other times you're like, "What is? Who is this?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that Kawhi has earned the right to do the. He's doing like the Shaq thing, but he's doing it for a completely different reason. Like Shaq. Well, actually, I don't know. I think that Shaq kind of got unfairly painted by the Kobe brush of that he just didn't bring it because he was lazy. But I think some of it is just when you have that big of a frame, you don't want to put that pounding on your body every single night and you want to bring it in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. And I think with the Clippers, they, uh, Kawhi kind of has a right to go from game to game, but I don't know. And I would say Paul George too, but I think some of them, uh, could be more consistent. So, yeah. I agree. No, I, I very much agree. <laughs> but let's talk about the uh, the maybe contenders, because now there's like this tier of maybe contenders that 
I don't know how I feel about it, and I wanted to know how you feel about them. But let's start with the Jazz. What about them? How do well, I feel about them? <laughs> do you think that they can beat the the Lakers or Clippers? Do you think that they are a a legit contender? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I oh. don't think – I just – you know, my Lakers, they're going to take it. <laughs> so anyone going against the Lakers, there's not a contender at this point. So you really are Lakers and nothing else? Uh, Okay. Realistically – I mean, there's always a chance, but I just feel like in a series, I don't think they can do it. Okay. Like, against the Lakers. I mean, they could, well, depending on who they match up with, they could probably make it to the second round. Okay, but so I let's, gonna, let's I don't say think they're that. Gonna go that. Who, who could the Lakers, could, uh, let's, okay, so let's say the Lakers are off limits, even though the Clippers have beaten them, like, every <laughs> time by 20 that they put. But let's okay. say, hypothetically, that the Lakers are off limits. Could the Jazz beat a team like the Clippers in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like, honestly, not even, like, talking shit, but I think that they have a better chance of beating the Clippers than the Lakers in a playoff series. Yeah. Why does that sound that? crazy for saying that? No, it doesn't, that doesn't sound crazy at all, but why, why would you say that? I mean, I just feel like, the, okay, the Clippers, to me, have just been inconsistent. So, I mean, of course, things change, like, in the playoffs, but I don't know. And I also think, well, I know for me, like, we can't just, like, turn it on in the playoffs. Like, you have to play hard all season to be that good, like, in the playoffs. I don't know how it is for, like, NBA players and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I'm saying if you're kind of being inconsistent and not going, you know, your hardest during the regular season, I feel like that's going to catch up to you. But then again, like, maybe they're pros and they're used to this and they can just turn it on with a flip of a switch. But I know for me personally, I can't. So it's hard for me to imagine, like, Maybe the stars can do it, but like the other players, I can't see that happening. Well, that's the tricky thing because I think that Kawhi's proven that he can do it. But one thing that people uh, online talk about with the load management is that the Clippers don't have as much time practicing. Like various starting units and various bench units don't get as much time together, and that can be a disadvantage. Do you think that's real? I think, yeah, I think that's very real. I mean, even like – even out here – it's so weird because, you know, our teams, they're not, like, WBA rosters. Like, you know, every, like in the WBA, you have 12 players on a team who are, like, good and, you know, show up every day. So in practices, we have, you know, starters versus the bench. Like, that's how we practice. And then he'll sub every now and then, you know, like other rotations. But out here, we don't do that. So we never practice with our starting five. And sometimes that comes and bites us in the ass because we're like, well, we never play together. Because if they had all five of us starting – then we would kill the other team in practice, you know? So, yeah. No, so for sure. I mean, it makes it makes a big difference when you can they actually play in practice with, you know, certain groups. But so if they're not doing it, I think it's a it's a disadvantage for them and that's, if, they, if they're unable to. And I think that speaks to why the Jazz have won nine in a row. Because at the beginning of the year, I was so down on them because uh, I've Mike Connolly's always been in offenses where he did everything, and mm-hmm. the Jazz are kind of a share the ball, uh, various creator type offense, and I didn't think it would work, and it seems like they figured it out. And yeah. of, of course that can happen. Of course, if Mike <laughs> Conley's never been in that system, and he's a really, really, really smart NBA player, mm-hmm. of, of course half a season in, he's like, okay, I got this now, and. That's why I think they're way for real. Like, they can beat anybody, even even the Lakers, if, you know, who knows. But I mean, everybody's beatable. Let's let's not be crazy here. But, 
No, the Lakers are not beatable. <laughs> <laughs> Except the Lakers. So yeah. the, the next team down on the West is the Houston Rockets. Do you think that they uh, could beat a team like the Clippers or the Jazz, or do you think that they're going to do what they do every year? Do you think they're different? Have they changed? Um, I don't think so. I I would hope so. They're just very <laughs> talented, but James Harden is such a he's a great player. But I feel like, you know, if he's shooting a lot and not making it because he's a volume shooter, as everyone knows, mm-hmm. I think that hurts it, hurts mm-hmm. them. But then he could also go for 60 five nights in a row. So I'm like, uh, no, I don't know. I agree with you. I, I don't think that the Rockets, uh, the way they're currently built, are built for playoff success. Like they kind of are doing the same thing they do every year where they have this, uh, I mean – the offense runs the same kind of plays over and over and over again, and they work really, really well against bad teams and well against mm. good teams, but the best teams, it doesn't work against them. And I don't know why they haven't added a center that can shoot threes. That seems to me like the wrinkle that they could easily throw into the mix. And, you know, with Capella in, they're kind of predictable, and it's unstoppable mm-hmm. against bad teams and pretty stoppable for the best teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, especially for the guys that, well, James Harden been around, so, like, people know him. I mean, you know he want to go left. You know he want to get <laughs> to the free line. You know he's going to shoot all these step-back threes from half court. But, like, yeah, I don't really know how he's to guard him. But if he's missing, like, that's their best defense. <laughs> Hope that he missed. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing is that uh, in the – I tell me if this is accurate. Are playoff games more physically exerting? Do you get a lot more tired by the end of them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because, like, you know, well, at least for us, because our playoffs are so trash. Like, we have one and done. Like, we're in college. Like, that is so whack. But anyway, they should change so, like, that, the, right? Yeah, because my my rookie year used to be like two out of three for the first two rounds, and then three out of five for the next two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one and done thing is so trash. But, um. <laughs> It is hard, like, for us, we have to give it our all, like, in those first games because if you don't, you could literally go home. So, like, for NBA guys, I know that it's a series, but even, I mean, you saw it when um, uh, Cleveland was playing Golden State and JR missed the mm-hmm. the whole rebound thing or didn't see the, the clock, and you could just see after that game when they lost, they were defeated. And I think they were only down, like, 2-0 at that point. No, that was game but one. Just, that was game one? yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. but you're 100 percent right. By the yeah, end of that game, they were just like defeated. They yeah. they just defeated because they could have stole one and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then like you're so close in that one game. If you can get steal one, like if you can steal an away game, like that's great. But they like let it slip and like you gave all your effort and energy to not win. Like that shit is draining. So yes, playoff games, 100 percent. You like you leave it all on the court because you have to. Like this is why you play. I mean, yeah, you play it for money, but everybody wants a ring. Like no, 100%. that's why all these super teams are. Like happening because everyone wants a ring. Yeah. And I think with the Rockets that because they're doing the same thing over and over again on offense uh, and because when defenses ramp up in the playoffs, that same thing becomes more tiring. It's a lot to put on Harden. I think Westbrook will help because he just doesn't get tired. I don't think he's ever been tired in his life. I don't think he has either. (laughs) But but I think that they need – a center who can space the the floor because with Capella in, it's just too much work for those guys, and you see how it'll be too much again in the playoffs. So unless mm-hmm. they can trade for a guy like that, I just don't 
think that they're for real as a championship contender. Uh, moving on to the Mavs. So yesterday on Instagram Live, uh, Snoop Dogg said that Luca was overrated. Do you do you agree with him, or do you think that the Mavs are a contender? Um, I don't think they're a contender. I don't think Luca's overrated though. Like he's a beast. He's balling, and he's still so young. Like he's not overrated, but I don't think that they're a serious contender. I mean, I think they they might you know get by the first round. Eh. But I don't think so. Well, Snoop was responding specifically to people on ESPN who said that Luca was better than Kobe was at the same age, which is debatable. But I mean, Snoop, uh, Snoop, he didn't he didn't put it on Crip, but he did pull up <laughs> a shirt that was a Crip in a blood shaking hands when he was swearing oh that Luca was overrated. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's, he's the best. Uh, but I agree with you. They're a young team. I don't think that they're good. I think they're going to get uh, smacked in the playoffs. And I think that they're going to lose in four or five. But I think next year they'll come back strong. Kind of like that first year with OKC where mm-hmm. it was just like they they just had never played playoff basketball before. Um, yeah. So, I just yeah. – yeah. I give the, they need a few years. I think they can be really good. If they get a few extra little pieces – I think they'll be good. What uh, what kind of piece do you think? Like, what kind of player would really benefit them? <sighs> Man, I don't know. That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're better at the. You're um, like the GM over here. I'm just here to agree with whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I skipped I skipped one team in the West because I wanted to save them for last. Uh, yesterday, the Clippers lost to the Denver Nuggets. Do you think the Denver Nuggets? Are uh, are contenders? Yeah, I do. They look so good, right? Yeah, they do. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know that's your your man's on that team, right? I know. Well, you know what'll be great is if they <laughs> get the Lakers and AD's healthy and uh, and Jokic is healthy. I mean, and that'll AD be... drops fifty, so they might both drop. I mean, Jokic had his career high of forty-seven a couple weeks ago, and. Uh-oh. He he played. People said he played himself into shape, and that was so unfair because he played all summer in the Euro tournaments and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, no, he, he took a break, but it wasn't to play himself into shape. It was because he didn't want to get a heart attack on the court. Right. Like, you know, health is uh, pretty important. Just because you work out all the time doesn't mean you're healthy. Like, yeah. No, people uh, are too quick to ascribe. I mean, I feel like everybody heard Kobe say that Shaq played himself into shape and they started blaming everybody. Every single time a guy's bad, like people last year, uh, well, I feel like with Draymond, it was fair. Draymond definitely did play himself into shape, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Other guys were just, mi- I don't know. Some guys were missing shots and like Embiid at the beginning of this year, I don't think he was out of shape. I think that he just, cause if you, if he was out of shape, it wouldn't be like, Two games, great. One game off. I don't know. Yeah, it would be like up to me if you're like out of shape. It's like you might start the game well, but you don't have the energy mm-hmm. to like finish, or you start shooting short, or missing layups, or you know messing up, like losing focus, like on defense. Like that's to me. So I feel like you're not gonna if you're out of shape, you're not gonna play 
one game great where you just look fantastic and then the next day you look trash that just means that you're just inconsistent yes <laughs> you got to um, get better <laughs> thank you that's that's exactly that's exactly what i was trying to say but i just didn't have the word <laughs> no that's exactly it um but yeah i think the nuggets are for me i feel like the nuggets can beat anybody which i still at the beginning of this year i was like oh they're going to be a year away again just because they're young but i now i feel like they can beat anybody and michael porter jr is pretty good which is a crazy thing because i mean they don't even have the minutes for another guy that good to play really yeah that's they they did surprise me like they're second right in the west yeah yeah like that's crazy i mean it's not but it's just i mean it's kind of surprised me i don't i mean i would have thought it would have been la and la yeah like both of the la teams i don't know who was supposed to be first but you yeah. know no, i thought I, they, they were gonna be the top I didn't think that the Lakers were going to be first in the West by, like, a sizable margin, too. I mean, the Lakers are – and the last thing I want to say about the Nuggets is also Gary Harris is one of the best defenders in the NBA. Like, he doesn't get talked about enough. He's so good um, as a perimeter defender. But, yeah, the Lakers, uh, they're, like, a tier above everybody in the wins column. And at the same time, people online want them to trade Kuzma. What do you think about that? I don't know why, because Kuzma was talking shit. Like, is it still because of that, or they just didn't like how he was playing? I think they think that they need uh, another guard who can shoot, but I, I don't understand it. Because, I mean, Avery Bradley's been better this year than people thought he was going to be. I think he'll only get more accurate as the season goes. I think that they have what they need. I think sometimes I think people just want to meddle with LeBron James' teams. and. Yep. <laughs> it's fun to mix and match pieces around him, but Danny Green's been great. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, Rondo's been the backup point guard, so to act like, I don't know, people will try to blame Rondo for losses, although it's just weird, or they'll blame Kuzma, and it's like, this is the team, in the playoffs, LeBron's going to jump a level, we know that, and Anthony Davis might as well, and that's the blueprint for them to win a championship, I think, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say I, I think they have all the pieces. Like, I really do. But I know I said it before. I just don't want them to be, like, play so well now and then, like, choke in the playoffs. Like, that's my biggest fear is to be at the top and then you don't do shit in the playoffs. Like, I would be so hurt. Well, the, the only guy in that team who – I mean, none of those guys really choke. Like, Dwight, Dwight would always play – at least when he was on Orlando, he would play at another level in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, LeBron – has been clutch for the last six years. I, I remember mm -hmm. back when people wanted to act like he wasn't, but I mean, he used to kind of be inconsistent in the playoffs, but his, yeah. he would always uh, have games where he was unbelievable. And then his low tier would still be at an all-star-ish level. Like his worst playoff games were like a good Paul George game or something, you know? Yeah, but I mean, they were, I think, well, at least with me, those, when those people that are saying that he wasn't clutch is because when the game's on the line, he want to pass it. We're like, no, you're supposed to be the man. Like, to but, me, that's like choking, if you want to, that's on air quotes, but, yeah. like, you know, they just wanted him to have like that killer mentality like Kobe. Like, Kobe's like, nah, I'll shoot one on five and I'm still going to make it. Like, yeah. LeBron didn't have that. Well, LeBron think, also, it, like, he always passes out of double teams. He rarely yeah. takes on a double team because that's not how he plays basketball. Yeah, like, he's smart. Like, he's intelligent. Like, why would I shoot over two, even though he probably could make it when yeah. I have somebody wide open? So, you know, 
I mean, I get it, but like those games, I'm like, nah, man, you could have shot that. You ain't need to pass it. You're supposed to be the best in the world. Like, shoot it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, then Anthony Davis, his one time, I mean, when he's been in the playoffs, he's performed at a really high level. Danny Green's always been clutch in the playoffs. I don't think this team's going to choke. I think that the only way that they get beat in the playoffs is – I mean, I, I think the only way they get beat in the playoffs is if they catch the Clippers and Kawhi kind of – not locks LeBron down fully, but like what he did with Giannis last year. Yeah. If, if that happens – yeah, I think nobody wants to see the Lakers, but – there are a lot of teams that hope that the Lakers catch the Clippers. Yeah, because that would be a crazy – that would be so crazy. Like, that series yeah. would be amazing. I'd probably have to – I would stay up to watch those games. Oh, like, for sure. And there'd be oh, no actually, travel. I'll be back. I'll be back in America. Never mind. Yeah. I don't need you to stay up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I, could go down to the, I could go down and watch it at a bar. That would be perfect. <laughs> well, don't don't put it on Instagram. People will be like, oh, oh my God. I'll I'll drink water because <laughs> I will also be in season, so I will drink water. Yes. But I'll go to a sports bar because everybody loves it there, and everyone talks mad shit, and it's awesome. I went to when the um, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? I don't know when LeBron was in the finals. I was the only <laughs> one in there cheering for Cleveland. Everyone else wanted Golden State, and I was like, wow, you guys are awesome haters. <laughs> and this was when LeBron beat them by himself. Well, not by himself. That team was actually really good, but. Yeah, was yeah. it the series when when uh, the Cavs won it all? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. But that one game I saw, they lost, so everyone was giving me hella shit. And the sports, <laughs> like, yeah, hey, that's what you get. You coming in here cheering for LeBron? We don't like him over here. I was like, dude, we're in New York. Like, yeah. you well, cheer for Golden State. Like, they're on the other side of the country. I mean, <laughs> what are they gonna do? Cheer for the Knicks? Like, I get <laughs> it. You gotta cheer for a team that's winning, especially in New York. Like, it's just too depressing to be – I mean, when you see people in Knicks hats, they're, they're just rarely you, – you rarely go, oh, that guy's having a great day. Like, it weighs you down having to be a <laughs> Knicks fan. They got to get on board with Brooklyn. That's what they got to do. Yeah, especially Brooklyn's, when – Brooklyn's a new wave now. Once KD gets back next year. And they're in the playoffs? Or they're, they're, a, they're a playoff seed now? Like, if the playoffs started today, the Nets will be in. They've kind of turned around – they had like a bit of a fledgling start, but they're fine now. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, kudos to kudos to them, and kudos to the Grizzlies who are actually the eighth seed in the in the West right now. That what? Would, yeah, that'd be crazy if they made the playoffs. Um, First of all, I never hear anything about Memphis like ever. Well, they have like, great food. I feel like they're just so irrelevant. That sounds so mean, but <laughs> well, <laughs> I really just feel like they're just irrelevant. Well, they the guys on that team besides Jot, they don't have personality like they don't have like big personalities but like a lot of them are really good like or will will be really good like mm-hmm. Brandon Clark will be really good Jaron Jackson Jr. is already I mean I don't even know what like what he'll end up being because it's like for him to be such a good rim protector and also be able to shoot like that mm-hmm. yeah they have a they have a really interesting team so but yeah they don't yeah. get talked about a lot it's also a small market thing too yeah, that's what I assumed. Like, and well, in like the past, they haven't been good. So why would you talk about a team that's not good that doesn't? Yeah, that's not good. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no other way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the teams. So we talked about the West. In the East, 
everybody has the Bucks as the favorite. Um, are there any of the next tier down in the East, Celtics, Heat, Raptors, Sixers, Pacers, any of those teams that you think could challenge the Bucks? Um, I think Philly could. They're not really doing as well as I want, but I think they have the pieces. Like and when Joel be when Embiid is playing well, he's like pretty unstoppable. So mm-hmm. like, I can see them giving them a problem, but I don't think that I think uh, the Bucks are gonna come out the East. Yeah, like ninety percent sure, like that's gonna happen. Okay. But there's always a chance. There's always a chance. I'll give a chance to Philly for sure. I think they match up well with the Bucks, and I also think that they have a really weird configuration of uh, like they just have a, re- a really big lineup. Mm-hmm. I think that they. A lot of people want them to trade either Simmons or Embiid. I think that some of the other guys on that team, like, I mean, I I might want to trade Harris would be the guy that if you're going to trade somebody. But I think that they're also – there's a chance they could do what the Jazz did and just figure it out. I mean, they have a unique blend of talent, and mm-hmm. I think they'll, they'll be ready by the playoffs. I think that they're just too competitive not to be in – you know. Yeah, I know. I agree. They they got good pieces. If they just they pull it together, they'll be fine. They'll be tough to beat, but I don't know if they have enough to beat Milwaukee. I don't have faith in the Celtics, even though they're, <laughs> they're the second seed. I just don't think that they're going to – I think they're playing really well, but I don't see how they would play better in the playoffs. Um, and I yeah. think that a lot of the other teams are more physical than them. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Heat can beat anybody, but can also lose to anybody. Yeah. Sometimes they surprise me. Sometimes I'm like, wow, they look really good. Yeah. And other times I'm like, wow, this is not the same team I just watched. Yeah, if they lose, but when they lose, it's not because they're clutch. It's Or not because they're choking. It's more like they're like one of those like kind of sloppy, high-paced teams that if they're – if they're getting breaks, then they look unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But then when you know when they're turning the ball over, and also they have they have so much so many emotional players on that team <laughs> that especially Jimmy, where when it's going mm-hmm. great, it's like a success train, and when it's not, it's five guys on the court screaming at each other. Yeah, that's hard to consistently win like that. I mean, they're doing all right now, but I don't know how long that's gonna don't know how long that's gonna last. I would love to see them against the Bucks at some point in the playoffs, though, just because – so I was talking about this with a friend the other day. Like, now in today's NBA, none of these stars want to be Scottie Pippen, and Scottie Pippen and Jimmy Butler have very similar skill sets, but mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen was content to be the clear second-best player on a team, and he won five championships. Jimmy's insisting on being – on having his own team and being the clear best player on the team – and the question is, what is that a is that a generational flaw that you know everybody basically our age grew up idolizing MJ or Kobe and nobody wants to be Scottie Pippen even though some guys have a far more Scottie Pippenish skill set. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough, like especially with social media and like all YouTube and all these videos. Like, who wants to watch the guy go get? you know, 20 rebounds and play all this hard defense. Like, you want to see the guy that's doing the and one mixtape, shooting step-back threes, 
like you want to see that shit. So of mm-hmm. course people are like kids are gonna want to do that and grow up to play like that. Not saying that Jimmy Butler grew up to play like that, but it's just how it is. Like you want to, everyone wants to be the star. They want their, they want to be the MVP, the top scorer. Like it's rare to find people that are content on like playing defense or being a really good passer. Like it's harder to find that these days. Like everyone wants to score. Yeah, and then and be flashy. Even when you have the second star who can score, like. Paul George or Clay Thompson, do you think that there's like a financial factor? Because when you're the face of the team, that's a $400 million shoe deal sometimes. Like it's crazy Mm -hmm. how much LeBron and Giannis and Harden and some of these guys have been paid by their shoe companies. Uh, Nobody, if you're the second best player on a team, there's just no chance of that kind of money. But okay, maybe because I don't make that much money, but I'm like – I'm happy if you want to give me 30 million. I don't need 400 million. Like, they're still going to get shoe deals. It's not going to be, you know, the major contracts, but I'm like, you're still going to get sponsored. Like, yeah. you know, but I guess that's just, I guess it's different. Like, if you, everyone's making millions around you, you're like, well, I should be making more millions than him for this and this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all making millions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well, over here making thousands. <laughs> well, it's like, Clay is making millions, but he's getting it from a Chinese company. But also, who cares? I don't – it's weird. I think that there is like a – there is like the status element. I remember a few years ago when uh, Robert Ory and Charles Barkley were beefing over social media and uh, Robert Ory was like, you don't have any championships. And Charles Barkley was like, well, you were never the best player on a team. And it was – I think that it's like a problem – Oh, this okay. This is so. This is what the conversation ended up being yesterday, and you can tell me what you think of this. So we okay. were saying in regards to Lizzo that every single celebrity wants to have everything because you know we grew up with Michael Jordan and Prince and these iconic celebrities who were universally loved, but mm-hmm. that is such a rare thing. And for every Michael Jordan, there's a hundred Charles Barkleys, and for every Prince, you know. There's a hundred Britney Spearses or people who some people love and some people hate, whoever right. that might be. I mean, even somebody like Allen Iverson or Jay Z, who is loved now, at you know, 15 years ago there was almost as many people who hated them as loved them. Right. So the question is, uh, do you think that these icons set an unrealistic standard for? you know, a generation of crazy talented people like Lizzo right now, who it seems like she was blindsided by the fact that some people would use social media to be shitty to her. I mean, she should have known that, especially in today's age. Like, like there's so much more access, like from fans to celebrities, like she could choose to not be on social media. She could. Well, yeah. And not fans. People are always like, like fans. And then you go, well, also Somebody who hates Lizzo has just as much access to her as someone who loves her. Exactly. And, like, in today's world, like, everybody's, you know, so woke and all that bullshit and has feelings about everything, which, okay, you have your feelings, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like, you're not going to please everyone. So, like, you could literally go to a McDonald's and get a burger, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, don't eat meat. It's bad. You're killing the animals. Or you can, I don't know, go buy Gucci like oh no we're supposed to ban Gucci like everyone's gonna have a problem with something like well it's like, so like I in mean, today's age like there's you're not gonna win like I don't care how good you are like well, you're you not gonna it, win you guys get it in a very 
repetitive, boring way of just dudes in their basements or in dirty gyms <laughs> being like, blah, 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 the WNBA. And it's like, okay, so you're mad at these women because they're really good at basketball? What? Yeah. Is that why you're mad? Oh, you're mad at them because they're not as good as Shaq and Michael Jordan? Like, what is the critique? We all aren't as good as Michael Jordan, and all of these women are really, really good at basketball. Because so. they just think that they're going to beat us in basketball. But I'm like, dude, this is my job. But okay. I don't know. They just, like, people just be doing stuff just to be stupid. Like, yeah. if you really don't like the WNBA, then why do you even, like, worry about it? Like, I don't like country music, but I'm not on these country music, <laughs> like, pages saying I hate your music so much. Like, why am I wasting my time with that? I think like, it's... you're literally irrelevant to me. So, like, I'm not going to pay you no mind. So if you really don't like us, then don't pay us any mind. It's really not hard. If you don't like Lizzo, don't pay her no mind. Yeah. Like, and... if you see someone on Instagram, keep scrolling. Like, you're taking the time to go comment. Or you're taking the time to go tweet something about her. Like, why? Well, I think For the what? media is really irresponsible in regards to a lot of it because they'll go, this person said this and... First of all, it's not a person. It's a Twitter egg. They shouldn't even be treated like a person. And then, right, it's a Twitter egg that has numbers in their in their handle. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then also they'll be like, this Lizzo fan said this about Lizzo. And it's like, that's not a fan. A fan is somebody who is supportive and understanding. Mm-hmm. And, like, look, I'm, I'm a Kanye fan. I didn't like 808 and Heartbreak, but I'm not going – like – if you're a fan of somebody, you're not going to write something shitty because you didn't like one thing or you – I mean, it just makes no sense. It, right. Like, I just don't listen to that album. I listen to the other ones. I You're not a real fan if you want to ruin the day of the person who you claim to be a fan of. <laughs> right. People are so spiteful. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Mind your business. I like, think if you don't like it, keep moving. I think people see it as a reflection of their own life. Like, I think when somebody is mad at, um, let's say, a a musician for putting out a bad album or wearing a goofy outfit, they think back on their own uh, just <laughs> insecurities and inability to, you know, do certain things, and they see it as mm-hmm. a reflection of that, and then they lash out. And I think that moving forward, if somebody wants to be famous for music – Anything, really for anything, they should know going in that there's going to be people who are shitty to them, even, you know, even if they're like Lizzo and they have a better voice than almost everybody. They should know there's going to be somebody who finds a reason to be shitty to them. Yep. That's just how it is. Social media made it too easy for these fans and not fans to get in contact with these celebrities i mean it's good because they can interact too but you know there's always the downside and and there's also a big difference between somebody doing that and somebody else taking for example when jay-z and colin kaepernick were having their disagreement over jay-z's involvement with the nfl there's a difference between somebody having a nuanced or thoughtful opinion about that and then somebody else being like fuck jay-z or whatever like right there's a big difference between those things and just because you're a fan of lizzo doesn't mean you have to like everything that she does but if you resort to cyberbullying her then you you weren't a fan of her yeah like i think that's fair you know very fair very fair (laughs) all right so the last basketball thing i wanted to ask you about is uh 
the one of the biggest names on the trade block right now is Andre Drummond. Is there a situation that you think would be best for him? Is there a team like a contender or a playoff team where you think that's where he belongs? Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me look at my list of teams right now. See if anything pops out in my head. I mean, are you thinking like anywhere or like just in the East or? I mean, I think that it wouldn't make. I think it makes sense only for playoff teams to trade for Andre Drummond because if you're not a playoff team, why? Uh, what does he help you with? Um, I think one right. team in the East that makes some sense is the Raptors because they could flip Marcus Gasol and something for him. But I think mm-hmm. Marcus Gasol, even though his playing's gotten a little worse, he's an emotional core of that team. Yeah. How much do you think that matters? If uh, you know, what is the value of a guy who might not be the, might not be one of the seven most talented players on the team, but he has the resume, and uh, is an emotional center of the team. I mean, it's really important. Like, you need someone who's like gonna be that like emotional support. You need someone who like, that sounds weird to say, but like someone that you know you can count on. Like, yeah, they might not be you know the best player. Like we had those in college. Like, even here, like, we have a girl on our team who's, like, she doesn't play as much as she should, but, like, she's always supportive, always, you know, wants us to get better. Like, you need that. Like, it doesn't matter if she's playing 30 minutes or three minutes. Like, she just wants to help the team. And I feel like if you have a guy who's like that, then that's good because it it shows, like, team camaraderie. Like, you want to play for your teammates. And if you love your teammates and he's, like, the dog, like, he's the one that's, like, gets everyone together, you know, it's it's really good for a team. And, Maybe if they didn't like him, they'd probably be happy he was gone. But if you know, like you said, if he's emotional, like you know, if he's that guy, then it's it's pretty important. And you know, at least for me, like if they were gonna like trade that person or like cut her or something, like we'd be like, what are you doing? Like we liked her, we we fought for our teammates, and she was like the best teammate we had. Like why would you do that? Yeah. Like so, it, like I mean, I mean because maybe because we're girls, like we're more emotional, so to speak. No, but. I don't think so. I think that this is a team sports thing. You need, if somebody's the leader, even if they're not the best player, you can't get rid of that person. Yeah. So, so that like, really, I, don't, I don't think you can. So that really just leaves the Celtics as the team that needs a center. That because I mean, the Rockets have Clint Capella, the Heat have Bam Adebayo. I, yeah, I, I guess the Blazers are not a playoff team, but he would really help the. So the Blazers and the Celtics are probably the two biggest contenders for him, and the Celtics would probably have to give up. I mean, they might have to give up Gordon Hayward, who's one of their leaders, and then the Blazers, the Blazers could just flip him for Whiteside or something. So, uh, where would you rather see him between Boston and Portland? Um. I would like to see him in Boston. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I just think he would be better there. Um I don't know, that's tough. But I do like Portland, but I don't I don't know if he would help them as much as Well they they have Nurkic coming back too and Zach Collins yeah. whenever he comes back. So yeah, I think Boston makes a lot of sense. They don't have a, a big dominant center. Right. Yeah, I would say I would go with Boston. Do you think he's really gonna get traded or he's just on a like it's a talks. Well, the thing is that it now the trade market, it, there used to be like this trade market because it seemed like Oklahoma City was going to trade at, or was willing to trade anybody and San Antonio was potentially willing to trade anybody. And now Oklahoma City is a playoff team and 
San Antonio seems like they just want to go down with the ship. I don't know what San Antonio wants. Like, they just want Popovich to have another consecutive playoff series, I guess. I don't know. To me, I would be so much more interested to see the Spurs bottom out and Popovich get one of these, you know, get a high lottery pick and get to coach a young guy. Like, Mm -hmm. I would love to see Popovich coach... You know, any any of these young guys, a lot of these young guys, I go, like, what would this New Orleans Pelicans team look like with Popovich as a coach? I think about that whenever I watch them because they have all of these guys who could go one of two ways. Like, even Zion, but especially Ingram and Ball and Hart, like, these guys could be amazing or they could be fine. And yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, the Spurs and the Thunder are not trading their – their uh, high-end talent anymore. So now the only real guys on the trade market are Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. I mean, do you think Kevin Love would be all right in Houston? He would be good in Houston, but the big problem with Kevin Love is just that Dan Gilbert's a psycho. Like, they won't trade him (laughs) because I don't know why. It makes no sense. It's literally like they are holding him captive. Yeah, they really are. Like, you're a prisoner. It's like revenge for that LeBron was so empowered is now they're going to just, yeah, keep him prisoner. That sucks. That really sucks for him. And they, they're, they're, their team is so bad. Yeah. I At feel, least uh, Darius Garland started playing better, which is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about some outside of basketball, some three things that I know you're going to be excited about. And the first of which is uh, what are your – how excited are you for Bad Boys 3? What? We was just talking about this yesterday. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I Listen, like, probably like three weeks ago, we had like a couple, we had like four days off. And so like I was, I was supposed to go visit my friend, but I ended up staying on my couch for like four days. And I was <laughs> watching all the Will Smith movies, all uh, Martin Lawrence movies. And I just watched Bad Boys 1, 2. I was like, damn, I really need a third one to come out. And it comes out like... When does it come out? It's like next week. Yeah, isn't it? next week. Next week. Yeah, it's like, oh, I hope they have it out here. If not, I'm definitely bootlegging that. But um, <laughs> don't tell, don't tell nobody. They'll have it out here. Will Smith is a uh, Will Smith's an international superstar. They'll definitely have it. Where are you right now, Turkey? Yeah, and Istanbul, like the biggest city yeah. in the you world, not it. the world, but I just yeah, hope you I don't, don't get it dubbed over like Will Smith, but it's like a Turkish guy talking. No, no, usually for the American movies out here, they're in English with the Turkish subtitles. Okay, so. good. Because that no, would we ruin could. a Will Smith movie if it was just, like, a Turkish I would, actor. I would be so mad. Like, don't even joke Don't even joke about that. <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, yeah, now, Bad Boy 3. Oh, my gosh. So, two That's, other... Oof, you just got me excited again, thinking uh, about it. Well, are you ready to get even more excited? Uh-oh. So, uh... <laughs> I guess, like, some people with inside information in the music industry published a list of artists that are going to be putting out albums this year, and two of the biggest names on that list are Drake and Rihanna. Yes, oh, my God. Well, first of all, Rihanna is a liar, even though I still love you. I still love you, girl, but you're a liar. You said you was coming out with an album in 2019, and it's definitely 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm still mad at you, but you can drop it um, whenever you want. <laughs> I'll still listen to it. <laughs> so the question is, so here's the what I want you to predict. Are these Drake and Rihanna albums going to be uh, their best album ever, a very solidly good album, or 
dis- I know you're not going to say disappointing for either of them, but <laughs> never, never that. Okay, so what do you say? So, I think Rihanna can go both ways because it's been a minute since she made some music, so she had time. But did she really have time because she's been doing literally everything else? So <laughs> yeah, saving the world. Much- you know, yeah, she's like. She's like- it's crazy how much she's raised for charity and stuff. Like you look up the number, and it's like, it's like almost two hundred million, I think. Are you serious? I did not yeah. know it was that much. Yeah, oh, that's great. But yeah, like so, hers can go either way. I feel like she's gonna. I feel like she's taking her time because one, she's been busy, but two, she wants to put out an album that like that we're waiting for, so we know it's gonna be good. Like I don't, I don't think she's gonna just throw out some shit. Just like here, here you go. Like here's an album. Like distract yourself. Like while I go do other things. So I think that's why she's kind of like taking her time because she's doing so much stuff she got to make sure it's good so i have like very high expectations for rihanna don't let me down please please <laughs> and um drake i feel like every album is good like with him and I, I feel like his last couple albums like if you listen to it the first time through you're like eh, it's okay but i think the songs they end up growing on you and i feel like this next one will be more the same like i think it's going to be hard for him to have another take care or yeah, I mean, I like all his albums, but Take Care is probably my favorite, or Nothing Was the Same. Take Care is your, or, yeah, Nothing Greetings. Was the Same was my favorite. Uh, actually, uh, yeah. That was your favorite, too. Yeah. I, I like, I like a lot of them. And if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, like, I, I like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, so I, like, that was technically know, a mixtape, too, right? Yeah, technically, but. So but it was way better than Views, so. <laughs> views? He had a couple of good songs on Views, yeah. but yeah, that one was just. And then, yeah. uh. What the? It wasn't the Scorpio one. What was the one with like pomp or passion fruit and that stuff on it? I don't oh know. yeah. Um, That's that album had like eighteen songs and ten of them were really good and eight were bad and you were like, why did you put out the bad ones? Like this yeah. Really Wait, good really? Album. What was that called though? Now I can't even think of it. Yeah, let me look up uh, Drake album. So I I looked up Rihanna charitable donations and I couldn't find a number, but what I did find is that her charity. Uh, is advocates for a quarter of a billion children who are not in school around the world. Oh my God! Yeah, a quarter. She's like, like she might be out Oprahing Oprah. That's crazy. Well, I don't know if you got Oprah, Oprah, but she's trying. She up there. She up there for real. But yeah, I think that Rihanna. If if Rihanna puts out the best album of her career, I think that, uh, I think that that would. I, I think that Beyonce and her have like this unspoken uh, tension, and I think that that would ignite it because you I, think so. I just <laughs> the Beehive think, would go crazy. <laughs> I mean, I how long is Beyonce going to be the queen for? And Rihanna is the logical person to unseat her fully. And if I think if Rihanna put out the best album of her, of her career. That would do it, and it would be semi-unanimous whether the Beehive liked it or not. Yeah, but I, I, are they really in that like much of a competition? I feel like everybody just loves them both. Kind of. Or you think? I feel like it's more um, like Beyonce fans. I feel like Rihanna fans, we don't care. I mean, I love Beyonce too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I feel like we don't care. Like I love Beyonce. I want her to do well. I think Rihanna is like okay, so a I, whole different. Like they're different. I think the fans like them both. I don't think they like each other. I think Beyonce fans have picked up on it too. I don't think that Rihanna and Beyonce like each other. 
Um, I mean, wasn't it a rumor that Rihanna was messing with Jay-Z? Yeah. I mean, is that why? That so. is a rumor. And then also, it seems like they don't work with a lot of the same artists. Like, uh, I mean, one example is like, Nicki Minaj was working with Rihanna first, and then she started working with Beyonce, and then hasn't worked with Rihanna since. And uh, I mean, Drake's True. worked with both of them, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it seems like a lot of artists have to choose one, especially female artists, end up yeah. choosing mm-hmm. one. That's actually I never actually looked at it like that, but they can get over that. Come on, just make great music together. They, they Everybody wants it. They made so, one song together like 12 years ago, and I don't think that they uh, will ever make another song together. Well, they need to suck it up and do it for the culture because we want it. So, but uh, isn't there like a diva rule too that you're you're kind of supposed to not be cool with other divas? Like you're allowed to like kind of respect them, but not fully. You can't look at them as equals because that's undiva. I feel like that's only Mariah Carey does that. I feel like. That's Mariah Carey's thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have yet to hear uh, Beyonce say a nice thing about Normani, and Normani is basically like a Beyonce fan club winner who got famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Scorpion yeah, she's was. Still, she's young, so. Yeah. She'll be alright. Also, I don't think there's ever been a female pop star who had, like, a 12-year-old daughter and two twin 8-year-olds. So there's a time limit on Beyonce, kind of. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, if, she, if there's no time limit, then this is unprecedented. For her to be this for this long is kind of crazy. And if Rihanna doesn't like her, Rihanna's the person who could potentially end it. I mean, yeah, but I think Beyonce is still going to be Beyonce, like, literally until she steps away from the spotlight, which I don't know if she's ever going to do that. Like, Because you see her going to these award shows and banquets and galas and coming in stunning, showing up late and bringing her own champagne or whatever they did. Like, sure. So, I mean, it's like, as long as she's still doing that, and she's with Jay-Z, like, they're the, like, that's power couple right there. That's like Barack and Michelle and then, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> You know, so it's just they're gonna she gonna be at the top for a while. I just feel like her and Rihanna are just different. Like to me, they're not like in the same category. Like Beyonce is her own thing, and Rihanna is like I don't know. Beyonce, yeah, like she like the queen, and Rihanna is like I don't know. She just everywhere does everything. She well, like cool. She cool as shit. Here's and the other Beyonce reason, like a icon. Well, that's the that's the reason I think that Beyonce, even if they're the rumors about. Rihanna and Jay-Z are untrue, which I think they probably are untrue, uh, because I just think that there's no record of Rihanna ever being interested in, like, older men. Like, she likes Mm -hmm. men her own age. Like, she has a very clear dating history of only men her own age. But Mm -hmm. I think the reason that they might not like each other outside of that is that Beyonce is a perfectionist and she's a, like, a live performer, and Rihanna can't really touch her as a live performer but yeah. you wouldn't expect this, but Rihanna's actually sold more albums by a big number, and I think that gets under Beyonce's skin. Like, Beyonce albums sold... Like, this was another thing that blew me away. I looked up uh, albums sold for... If you look up, like, most albums sold ever, Beyonce's way higher on that list than you would think. Like... Or not Beyonce. Rihanna's way higher on that list. Ah, uh, okay. Think. I was going to yeah. say, wait, I thought you just said... <laughs> no, no. Rihanna is like 
crazy high up on that list. I'm pulling up the list now because I don't want to get it wrong because it's like mm-hmm. where here. Let me let me get this. I'm gonna okay. I'll edit out this part where I'm. I'm hit. <laughs> so it's obviously like Beatles are number one, which makes sense. And then mm-hmm. hmm. my computer's going slow. You know what? Of course it is. When you're under pressure, it always goes slow. <laughs> well, uh, I'll I'll either this will come up or it won't. And, yeah. So. Bad Boys 3, Drake. So you think the Drake album will be uh, like fine, but not not great? I mean, I think it'll be I think it'll be good. I don't know, but the Life Is yeah. Good song was good. Going that route, I see, and he put out that song for, and he was like from London. Dude, get this off! Like, don't even come out with this. If this is the album gonna be, I'm not gonna like it. But if it's like Life Is Good, then okay, we're going somewhere. Be really good. But I don't know what Drake we're gonna get because he got like 18 personalities today. So like in today's yeah. times. So I don't know. And then I'll... we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Then there's. I like the heart. I like heartbreak Drake. That's so. your favorite. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I like it a lot. <laughs> so Rihanna, on okay. So the best-selling. I don't know if this is albums, but best-selling music artists of all time. You got Beatles number one, Elvis two, Michael Jackson three, Elton John four, Madonna five, Led Zeppelin six, and Rihanna seven. Yeah, what? Rihanna's the seventh most, and you don't get to Beyonce until way later on this list than you think you're gonna. Where's Where's Beyonce on here? Are you serious? Rihanna's yeah. seventh of all time. Beyonce and Beyonce is, uh, she's like not even in the top. She's not even in the top like thirty. Like Beyonce is below Maroon 5. She's below, like, Lil Wayne and Adele and Jay-Z. And, yeah, this is on Wikipedia's list of best-selling music artists. This, and, yeah, so, and uh, Rihanna is one of only eight artists to have sold more than 250 million records. Wow. And. That's just crazy. And beyond. That's why we want the album, Rihanna, because we know you're making hits. So come yeah. on. No, it's crazy. Beyonce <laughs> is below Chris Brown and Garth Brooks. I know you don't like country music, but she's below Garth Brooks and Metallica. Like, I think Beyonce just goes, my live show is so much better than hers. Why is Rihanna? But Rihanna's just cooler than everybody. I mean, it's kind of effortless for yeah. her. Yeah. But yeah, it's because like, like I said, uh, Beyonce is a perfectionist, which her shows are amazing. But Rihanna is so cool, like, and I feel like she, like, interacts with the crowd and she just want to have fun. Like, she looks like she's just on stage having a party. Like, she's so cool. She seems so laid back. I, I think that's like what draws people to her. Yeah. At least that's like no, me. I... Like, we, I watched her. I watched her perform at the VMAs. They had it in MSG a couple years ago, and uh, we were watching it. And she was the host or main performer i don't know she did like five songs or like five uh little sections like where she performed and she was just like getting the crowd involved had a good ass time like just enjoying life up there yeah you could tell sometimes some people messed up and she like whatever we still out here having fun like she don't care like it's i think it's such a good vibe and that's what people I like think her. the other thing that beyonce is jealous of with rihanna is that with rihanna well with beyonce because my wife's a big beyonce fan and people don't know about that with Beyonce, the songs on the album that aren't singles are all really good. Like, she fills yeah. out the album. But with Rihanna, for some reason, they just know. People know that if you buy a Rihanna album, the songs that you didn't hear on the radio are still going to be good. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe there's that too. All right. <laughs> maybe. Well, we get those two albums this year. Bad Boys Three is coming out. You'll have to tell me. Yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as it comes out, we'll both see it so that uh, we can make sure yes. it lives up to. Hopefully, we're not traveling. I'll be so mad. Yeah. Well, you. I mean. As long as they give you guys at least three hours somewhere, I'm sure you'll see it. Yeah, well, hopefully, well, I guess if it's a weekend, I'll be here no matter what, like in Turkey. So, I'll I'll see you that weekend. I'll make sure of it. All right. Well, thanks, Kia, and uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. And I hope everybody listening had a great New Year. And uh, you want do you uh, you want to say anything to uh, um. Just happy new year. Thanks for still listening. Oh, I have a question. Uh, when are we going to do the next little mailbag thing? Do we have any people that still want to like, yeah, ask let's, questions? Uh, we should, yeah, uh, you know what? If, you, uh, if you guys want to ask us questions, hit us up on Instagram and we'll just, we'll just put some questions. We'll just pepper them into every, you know, whenever you guys send, because the last time we did it, after we did it, a bunch of people sent questions and then we didn't do it for a bit. Uh-huh. So yeah, just send us questions and we'll, we'll just uh, respond to them as we get them. Yeah, I think that's cool. I'll put it on my Instagram cool. too. I'm not getting the I'm not getting that this I don't know if you want to put this yeah. on here, but I'm not getting the little links on Twitter anymore to that says like when it's updated cuz I haven't posted like about the new episodes. Maybe it's my phone no, no, isn't I'll, working. Uh, I'll talk to Chris about that. Um I don't okay. know. I don't I've just like consolidated to Instagram basically. Uh, but okay. I'll I'll make sure that you're uh that you're getting those. And I think we got a new sponsor coming too. I don't know if we'll put that on here too, but yeah, we got a new sponsor coming <laughs> too, so that's cool. So yeah, if you guys have questions, hit us up on Instagram. Definitely don't hit me up on Twitter. I don't know. Do you, do you use Twitter still? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I usually just do it for jokes because I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, hit me up. I'll check. I'll check my messages. If you can't DM me, then just go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know what the rule is. You have to follow them for them to talk to you. I don't, I don't know. know this. I don't know. The rule. Uh, but yeah, yeah, thanks guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yep, see you guys. Uh, thanks, Kia. Uh...